Hi everybody, Johnny Mays here. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you with us today on another gorgeous, beautiful day uh, here in my little town of Lodi. I say beautiful only in that the Lord reigns, the Lord rules. Unfortunately, our sky is filled with all kinds of clouds and smoke today. So that's not a happy thing, is it? But nevertheless, here we are to worship and praise the Lord for all his goodness and mercies and all the things that he does for us. Today, I'm considering all of you out there that have have a broken heart. Perhaps you're from a broken home. Maybe there's been promises made, but they've been broken. There's been mistakes, failures, because all things in our lives can be broken. But did you know that our God fixes broken things? In fact, God uses broken things. He breaks up the soil to produce a crop. Broken clouds give us rain. Broken grain gives us bread and broken bread gives us strength. And the many things that men throw away that are broken, the fact is God never uses anything until he first breaks it. That's right. That's a wisdom that we want to discuss today, how God uses us only after we have been broken. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, verse 4, it says, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Isn't it interesting that the vessel was broken in the potter's hand, and so he made it again? Beautifully pictured there, isn't it? You see, generally speaking, when something is broken, it's very often useless unless it can be repaired. And perhaps you know what it's like to have broken your arm or a leg or a finger or whatever, and you have to reset it in order for it to uh, be what you hope it to be. Amen. Uh, That's fact. We have to use broken things for them to be useful. Amen. You know, The first occurrence of the word broken in the Bible is found where the description is given of God's judgment upon the world in the days of Noah. Way back in the book of Genesis chapter 7, 11, it says in the 600th year of Noah's life in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. The great fountains were broken up. You see, when things are broken in your life, typically it's a sign that you've got a problem. There's trouble. Proverbs 25, 28 says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Proverbs 15, 13 says, A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. 
Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19 says, Confidence in an unfaithful man in times of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. But here's the good news. God is able to mend broken hearts, broken homes, broken hopes, broken health, broken happiness. And I'm glad. I'm glad that our Lord specializes in healing broken things. Psalms 147 verse 3 says, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. You know, when a person is at rock bottom, we speak of him as being broken. David understood that. In Psalms 38 verse 8, David wrote, I am feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. The disquietness of my heart. You know, the word broken usually is looked at as a negative thing. However, the word break can be positive. For instance, when a person gets an advantage in business, it's often said to be his big break. To be broken in heart, health or hope, could it be your big break? Well, the Bible does say that God works in all things for our good. For instance, God gives you his attention, specifically when your spirit is broken, more so than when your spirit is proud. A broken and a contrite heart, God will not despise. Amen? God will not despise it. And there's a lot of examples in the Bible of people who became broken. Joseph was broken when he was betrayed by his own family. Remember that? Yes. And it took 40 years, but God got him ready to be used as no one in the history of mankind. Wow, that's powerful. In Paul, the apostle, was broken when he was buffeted by a thorn in his flesh. What did Paul say? He says in Second Corinthians chapter twelve, he says, And least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, <laughs> lest I should be exalted above measure. You see, God wants us to be humble. He wants us to be vulnerable to him. So he keeps us in that very tender state of heart and mind, which causes us always to look unto him as the author and the finisher of our faith. When we become sufficient in our own strength, this is when we find ourselves in trouble. Amen? That's why Paul said, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in my reproaches, in my and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong, he said. You see, this is what God needs from you and I, a broken and a contrite heart. But we can learn that from our Savior, who was also broken when he was bruised for our iniquities. And listen, not a bone of our Lord's body was broken. 
But when the Lord was crucified and he bore our sins in his body, the Bible describes his body as being broken. And when he had given thanks in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he says he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. What did Isaiah say about that? That he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So our Lord was broken. But it was through his brokenness that salvation was made available for you and for me. Somebody shout hallelujah. And though the greatest men in the Bible were broken, but God used them. The greatest men of the, res the fundamental movement throughout history of, of Christianity were broken, but God used them. Are you broken today? See, it may be that God is going to use you. So don't give up. God specializes in broken things. In Jeremiah 18, and the vessel that he made of the clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Remember that verse? So he made it again, another vessel that seemed good to the potter to make it. This morning, my friend, I want to just share with you that you may feel that your heart is broken or your life is a complete mess. But I want you to understand something completely. God is not finished with you. God is not finished with you. God knows how to bring all the pieces back together and restore them to their beauty. You know, in Japan and the Japanese culture, it's very often that a broken vessel, a pot or something, is mended with gold. They place gold in those cracks and they bring it back together stronger than ever. Isn't that something? Listen, God is pouring out his gold, which is that precious blood of Christ, to heal your wounds, to mend your brokenness, to lift you up and give you strength for the day. I know it's hard. I know you hurt. I know you feel pain. I know you think this will never pass. But this too shall pass. This too shall pass because, listen, joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. So let your tears flow. Empty your heart out before God and let him fill your vessel again. And you will be like new. This is God's promise to you, my dearest. This is God's promise to you. My lovely people, God loves you and he cares for you and he wants you to be healed. Healed from all your diseases, healed from all your brokenness. He wants to be mended because God mends the brokenhearted. And he will bring into your life a precious truth, an anointing, amen, that shall abide with you forever. So trust in the Lord today, believe in him, look to him. And lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. God bless you today. Have a great day. And remember. He is the God of the brokenhearted. Let him do his work for you. 
Let him do his precious work for you today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And amen.